0: I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. I never thought that Sergei Kovalev was going to win his fight with Andre Ward. I never thought that Andre Ward would get knocked down as early as the second round. I never thought that he would look vulnerable. I never thought that... uh I would see Virgil Hunter so panicky and shouty in the corner. And I never thought, once it was done, that Andre Ward had uh, done enough to become the new light heavyweight champion of the world. It, it's the strangest thing. I've probably rewatched the fight three or four times uh, since first seeing it. And every time I watch that fight, I still cannot see Ward winning did he make it close oh absolutely but at the same time I just don't think there was enough that he did to win and I'm looking back at it Justin and I we both had this discussion a couple days ago how is it that Sergei Kovalev still lost this fight over a week ago uh, it, it was very weird. It, it, if you look at the corners between rounds, it's very telling. John David Jackson, they would cut to him sometimes, and all he's just doing is sitting there. All he's doing is just looking at Sergey Kovalev. He, he feels like he doesn't have to say anything because Sergey is doing exactly the right thing. He's keeping Ward uh, on the end of his jab. He's not letting him get tied up he's not letting Ward do what he needs to do, and in Ward's corner, you've got Virgil Hunter shouting at him, you've got him telling him, you need these rounds, and telling him stuff about God, and how God doesn't want him to lose, it's like, well, God may not want him to lose, but he sure doesn't want it to be easy for him, oh my gosh, and each time I've rewatched this fight, I've always done in a different uh, format, either with different commentators. Uh, Sometimes I just turn off the volume. But each time when it's done, I still say, well, I think Sergey Kovalev won the fight. So what happened? Were the judges like Max Kellerman and were they just really 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 sniffing andre ward's jock and if you uh, were watching the hbo fight then you know what i'm talking about good god max Kellerman probably wanted to make out with andre ward during the post-fight interview it, it, it uh it, it just seemed very weird it's and then of course he did later uh, apparently admit that ward there he rewatched the fight and he had kovalev winning but that doesn't matter um it just seemed a bit ridiculous because it always felt like Kovalev was dominating Ward and Max was trying to be a cheerleader, like trying to convince everybody, no, 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 this is all part of Ward's plan. This is his master boxer strategy. And meanwhile, Harold Lundman's got Kovalev up like six rounds or something like that. It was just a bit ridiculous on Max's part, to be honest. So where do both fighters go from here the most logical uh answer is a rematch an immediate rematch but there's a problem you just said or sorry rather i just said i just said logical decision in regards to andre ward's career that is not going to happen i mean good god remember all the uh all the stipulations that had to be uh put down in order for this fight to happen imagine what's gonna ha- have to happen for a rematch to take place plus are we re- really willing to wait until the year 2020 just to see a rematch between these two honestly I-, I don't know i would like to see a rematch next year like hopefully march or april sometime like that I'm, i i don't know it-, it-, it would feel very weird not having to wait um you know almost 10 to 12 months for Andre Ward to fight again. That would be very weird. But um, I also want to bring up something in regards to Ward's performance. And Justin and I were talking, and we said, like, what was up with Ward? We all we all predict, predicted him to win. He was all our choice. And yet we all had Kovalev winning. Why was that? Well... Maybe it has to do with Ward's uh, past opponents. As you all know, Andre Ward is not the most active fighter in the game. And this year, in order to prepare himself for Sergei Kovalev, he actually fought... Two times previous to uh, this fight with Kovalev in 2016, he the first fight was in March against Selvin Barrera, who was uh, undefeated with 17 and 0. Ward wins a unanimous decision. Then he goes in against uh, Alexander Brand, that was back in August, again wins a 12 round decision, and it's the same thing with uh, Sergey Kovalev, but. Brand and Barrera no disrespect to them but this is kind of obvious they are not on the level of a Sergey Kovalev so is it possible that they all thought oh these are just going to be easy tune-up fights for war this will really prepare him for Kovalev no clearly it did not oh god absolutely not um Brand you know good puncher 25 wins uh, 19 wins coming by way of knockout. And for Selvin Barrera, who was undefeated at the time, 17 wins, uh, 12 KOs. So they're not terrible punchers. It's not exactly as if Ward's going in against uh, feather-fisted uh, opponents, but they were just not on the level of Kovalev. And also, maybe Ward wasn't used to fighting so many times in a year. The last time he fought more than uh, twice a year or hell in his case sometimes even more than once a year the last time he fought more than twice a year was uh, back in 2009 and that was the year he won his first title he actually fought uh, four times that year which you know Andre Ward of today would probably look at that and say whoa slow down you know you know if you keep going too fast you might kill yourself but I don't know I really hope there is another fight soon between these two. Uh, Kovalev really wants it, of course. Ward is uh, Ward's going to do his A-side diva sort of thing, and I I don't know. I I want to like Andre Ward, but he doesn't make it easy. To he doesn't make it easy not not only in the way he fights, but also in the way he conducts himself. In my opinion, he's a guy who really should be a superstar, but because of his actions, and these are not terrible actions, just the way he's tried to manage his career, uh, it's all gone south for him. It's it's something that I talked about with uh, Hector Franco a couple months ago. I, sometimes I almost get the feeling that Andre Ward does not like boxing sometimes. And who knows? Like He could easily... Uh, Make an announcement tomorrow and say, "Guess what? I'm retired. I retire at the age of uh, 32 with a record of 31-0. I was the uh, undisputed super middle super middleweight champion and the light heavyweight champion of the world." Bye. And he'd probably be very comfortable, and I don't know, probably expect to be top 20 pound for pound of all time. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. Either way, I hope a rematch happens soon. Uh, hopefully just uh, no controversy. Yeah, good luck with that in boxing. Moving on, almost 36 years to the day that Roberto Duran infamously uttered the words no mas, allegedly, in his rematch with Sugar Ray Leonard, Nicholas Walters paid tribute by doing the exact same thing against Vasiliy Lomachenko last night. I'm watching this fight, and aside from Lomachenko's speed and footwork, and I think he's got some of the best footwork, not just in um, in the sport today, but some of the best footwork I've ever seen from a fighter. It, it, it's kind of scary. In fact, when I go back and rewatch some of his fights, I actually spend most of his time, or sorry, most of the time just watching his feet. Like, I don't know, like I'm Quentin Tarantino. I've got some kind of foot fetish, but uh, no, his footwork is just uncanny, and uh, so is everything else about him. I mean, for love of God, you have almost 400 amateur fights, and you've only got one loss. That's incredible. I don't care who the hell you are. That that's just freaking unbelievable, and uh, the fact that he's you know already a two division champion. And he's only he had less than ten professional fights. This is it, it's a bit scary, but I, I knew that Loman Chank, or sorry that Walters was in trouble because I think it was at the end of the third round, he goes back to his corner and everybody in his corner is talking, trying to give him some advice. They're all talking over each other. And as soon as that happened, I knew, Oh, dude's in trouble. This dude is in trouble and his corner already knows it. He's not going to be able to absorb any of that information. He's not going to be he might be able to absorb some, but it's going to be clashing with whatever he manages to hear from somebody else. I, I I'm not gonna act like I have thousands of rounds of sparring experience alone. But what I remember from my own limited boxing experience is When you've got that one minute, what you want to do is just like breathe and also just listen to one voice and absorb every word that there that you're being told by your trainer. And when you've got like three or four people, well, probably just three, but still, you've got three people all like saying the same things to you. It's like it's a bit of an information overload, and then you become almost paralyzed. Because you're thinking, okay, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Oh, And I, I feel a bit bad for Walters, but just in that regard, it's like, oh, your corner was overwhelmed by Lomachenko too, but I don't, ugh, I have no sympathy for Walters for quitting the way he did uh, at the end of the seventh round. And the interesting thing about it is that he immediately jumps off of his stool and just goes to congratulate Lomachenko and you know, you can tell there's nothing really, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with Walters. His nose isn't broken. He's not cut. He doesn't have any welts or, you know, his eyes aren't closing. They're, they're not swollen shut or anything. So what's the problem? I mean, the only thing that's happening is that he's being toyed with. He's being humiliated by a truly outstanding boxer and It might be embarrassing to his fans, but at the same time, I I just didn't understand it. So, yeah, Nicholas Walters pulls his own little no moss And another victory for Vasily Lomachenko. What's next for Lomachenko? Well, I... I hear talk from Bob Arum that he'd love to do a Lomachenko versus Manny Pacquiao fight. But honestly, the best thing for Manny Pacquiao right now is retirement. Not because I don't think he looked bad in his recent fight against Jesse Vargas. I just think that we need to move on from Manny Pacquiao and he needs to shut the hell up about any talk of a rematch with Floyd Mayweather. If he loves the fans as much as he says he does, he'll shut up about any rematch talk with Floyd Mayweather. He won't even mention Floyd, but he doesn't. But uh, no, uh, very, very great uh, performance by Lomachenko. Like I said, uncanny footwork, uncanny everything really. And he was really starting to open up against uh, Walters in the seventh round. I think that was where he was really, really looking his best, landing, like, some good combination shots. And Walters, for some reason, just thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going home. And the more baffling uh, notion was him uh, after the fight saying, no, I I didn't quit. I didn't quit at all. I I was smart not to come out. Uh, Quote, it wasn't about quitting if you look at the last round, he caught me with some pretty good shots, and I was holding on just to survive the round. It would be stupid to come out after that last round. Unquote. Uh, okay, that's one way of looking at it, but still. A guy with uh, Walter's power, uh, that that doesn't go away. I mean, he's uh re- currently a record of 26-1 one draw with 21 knockouts, okay, so there is still a chance that he could turn that fight around if he, you know, got lucky, and there is a chance that he could have, but uh, he's really got to uh, work his way to the top after this, I mean, I'm sorry, you, you can't just have, there, there wasn't anything wrong with him. Like I said, no cuts, no broken nose, nothing. Just He immediately just gets up and walks to uh, the other corner. And you think, what's the matter with this guy? But I don't know. I'm not in the ring with him. I'm not him. But, uh, yeah, it- it's got to be very disappointing to his fans. Uh, Lomachenko, he has said that he would like a fight with Manny Pacquiao, but it would not; ha- it would have to uh, be at 135 pounds, no higher. Uh, Pacquiao, I believe he still says he can make 135 pounds or 140 at least. So, I don't know. I don't know if that fight's going to happen. Like I said, I would prefer Manny Pacquiao retire. But that's just me. Moving on. I don't know why, but... Shannon Briggs has kind of grown on me in his determination, if nothing else. I don't care to watch any of his fights, really, but I just love how he is so determined to apparently get in the ring with all the big names in the heavyweight division. Uh, he's called out uh, Deontay Wilder. He's called out Berman Stiverne. Uh He apparently had a fight with David Haye. And I thought that it was supposed to happen if they won both of their last fights, but now it's not happening because David Hay is going to be fighting Tony Bellew next year in, I believe it's March. Let me just check here. Yeah, March 4th at the O2 Arena in England. Uh, As you may remember, Bellew called out uh, David Hay after knocking out BJ Flores in his last fight. Uh, I've got the audio for that, if you don't remember, because... I thought it was actually pretty interesting.
1: He's been conning the British public since this pathetic comeback of his. Listen to me right now. Let's be totally honest, Let this David. Seat. Let's be totally honest, brother. Them two guys you just fought, I could be. They're in town now. They're actually. They're, they're working. They're either working on nightclub doors or they're putting the bins away them two guys you fought last two were a joke and you're robbing everybody who pays to come in the arena listen you you predicted bj was gonna beat me didn't you you predicted he was gonna be he got smashed and you see you you're gonna get smashed too i don't care how how dangerous you think you are we remember what happened when i was an amateur we remember what when I was an amateur and you was fighting for the British title me and Pricey spanked you in the gym and the next day you pulled out against Mark Hobson and you know what with 10 ounce clubs on boy I'll put you and that pathetic haircut to sleep
0: and yeah David Hayes uh comeback nothing special I'm not going to pretend that Shannon Briggs's uh fights uh ever since uh his loss to uh, Vitaly Klitschko. I'm not going to act like they are anything special that uh, should uh, catapult him into the top 10 of the heavyweight division. But at the same time, he's always out there, putting himself out there, trying to get big fights with people. And everybody kind of regards uh, Briggs as some sort of anomaly. An old guy from a different era who just needs to go away. But he won't. Uh, And... Like I said he's determined as hell. But yeah, David Hay. Oh. Yeah, his last opponent was undefeated with 20, 29 and 0. Uh his previous opponent before that, uh 30 wins, 1 loss, but who the hell were they? Had you ever heard of them? Did that make you think, "Oh, wow, David Hay, you know, he he's certainly a big player in the heavyweight division." I looked at those names and I just thought, okay, did they, they, were these just names you drew out of a hat like Apollo Creed did? I don't know. And the thing is, if he did say that he was going to fight uh, Shannon Briggs, then he should do that. Just be a man of your word and stop going after uh, people who call you out. I mean, I can understand the desire to, but, you know, honor your commitments at least. That, that, that's just how I see it. I would, what if I were Hay, I would be like, okay, I'm going to knock out Shannon Briggs, and that's a little preview for you, Tony, because I'm going to move down. I'm going to knock your ass out, too. But, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> that Again, that's just me if I were David Hay. But like David Hay, I also have a ridiculous haircut. You should see this. I mean, sometimes I just totally forget that haircuts exist, and then it's like, oh. You know, that's not a tribble on my head. Either way, uh, uh, the fight with Bellew, like I said, March 4th in uh, at the O2 Arena. I'm going to be favoring Hay in this fight, but uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. I like surprises, so should be an interesting fight. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash for free. Be like Arislandy Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Staverne Millerad Zizek, Adana Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to YouTube.com slash for free and like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories if you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer, thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.
1: I'll put you and that pathetic haircut to sleep. That's it.